Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development programs that have changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards, and I want to welcome you to Impact Cyber Church. You know, today I'm going to, I'm going to share some things with you that I think are going to give you an incredible edge on being able to step up to really fulfill your dreams in ways that are going to be easier than you ever imagined. Go, and, and going to bring you the help. You ever feel like, I just need some help? Man, if I just had somebody that was standing with me, I just had somebody that really understood me. Well, you know something? Today, I'm going to help you understand your greatest untapped resource. What if I could show you a resource that is available to you that could probably do more for you to help you live your dreams, to succeed at business, to succeed at life, just to enjoy life? What if I could, what if I could show you a resource that you already have that you don't have to spend a dime on and, and really accessing this particular resource would bring more harmony to your home and to your marriage than probably anything that you've ever done. Because that's what we're going to be talking about today. Your incredible resources around you that are just completely untapped. So get ready. And I'm telling you, listen, if, if, if you're one of these people, and particularly men, you know, you know, last month, uh, we celebrated Mother's Day. And uh, when I think about Mother's Day, I don't really just think about moms. I think about women and what women bring to us and what and and how enriched our life is because of the, the women that are in our lives. And so, uh, you know what, if you're one of those places where you're saying, I am ready to double down on, on my love life, I'm ready to double down on the connection that I have with my spouse. And listen, if, if you're watching this and you're not married, you're going to learn something that's incredibly important for marriage. And you're going to discover how marriage plays into the success of your ministry, your calling, your business, your destiny in ways that you probably never understood. And in fact, you're going to learn the truth about some of the best kept biblical secrets about how to have an incredible marriage and how that contributes to your overall life success. All I can say is strap on your seatbelts and get ready. And you know what you might want to do? Get your spouse to sit down and watch this with you. This is something, if you're married or if you're engaged or if you're dating, you want to watch this with that other person because you're going to have some things to talk over, good things to talk over, and you're going to discover together how to tap into your greatest resource that's available to you. So if you're ready, jump in, get ready. If your spouse or your fiance or if your girlfriend or your boyfriend is, is not there, put this thing on pause, call them, get them in the room. And uh, here we go. We're going to go to church together with the whole wide world because that's what's happening. We are having church with every nation in the world right now. And and people are sitting in their living rooms and their bedrooms and their offices. They're listening on their, on their phones, on their watching on their tablets and they're participating in what we call cyber church. And I'm Jim Richards. I want to tell you something. I want to help you have the greatest life you can possibly have as you're making this journey with God. So let's get into this thing about your greatest untapped resources. 
But let, let's, let's just talk about women for a few minutes. Because like I said, you know, we didn't, we didn't have a special program back in May for Mother's Day. But you know what? This is, this is the first week in June. And I want to talk to you about something that, uh, I could talk about every day. And I want to talk to you something about the role that women play in reaching, discovering, defining, and bringing forth the greatest resource that you have in your life if you're a man. And I'm talking, I'm talking about a great, the great resource for succeeding at business, succeeding at ministry, succeeding at life. You know, I grew up in the South in the fifties, which basically was a very chauvinistic environment. And I don't doubt at all that like any little redneck kid growing up in the, in the South, that I had some, some misogyny in me, you know, to some degree, some defined fixed roles of men and women in society and all that kind of stuff. But the amazing thing is this, even though I was, I was in a, a, a macho world, a macho redneck world. The real truth is the people who had the greatest influence in my life were always women. It, it, it wasn't men. And you know, if you look around in, in America today, there are so many absentee fathers that the real truth parenting in America and possibly in much of the world falls on the shoulders of women. Now, here's an interesting concept, and allow me to just dive into something that may be a little foreign to you to help you get a concept across. You know, many of you have heard the Chinese terminology yin and yang, and you think about it and you're like, what, what the heck is that? I don't even know what that is. Well, you know, uh, it'd be sort of like this. They are, they're polar opposites. Yin would be, would be like sleeping, resting. Yang would be like being active, energetic, exercising or running or working really hard. That's just that's just one of the many ways that, that you understand these opposites. Now, in in America, when a person starts getting fatigued and they can't be young, you know, they can't be, I'm, man, I'm, 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 I don't have enough energy. So what am I going to do? I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to drink a Red Bull or I'm going to have six Mountain Dews or I'm going to, you know, I'm going to pour a pot of coffee down me. I'm going to get myself jacked up on caffeine because after all, if, you know, if I don't have enough energy, then I, then I just got to, stimulate more energy. Well, the real truth is that's why in America we have one of the many reasons we have so much chronic disease, chronic fatigue, uh, uh, all kinds of chronic diseases come because we actually don't get a, enough rest. I just read an article yesterday about how that if you were getting less than seven hours of sleep a night, you are basically killing yourself and all the things that go wrong in your system when you, you don't get enough sleep. So in the, the Chinese had this concept. It was a medical and scientific concept. It was just antiquated terms. But, but they said, if you want young, if you want energy, don't try to get energy by stimulating yourself. Try to get energy by getting more yin, get more rest. Isn't that, isn't that a phenomenal concept? In other words, instead of just trying to push myself over the line all the time, here's an idea. Just get the sleep that God created me to get, and I'll wake up. I'll start waking up refreshed. I'll start waking up with energy. Now, you say, well, what's that got to do with anything? And what's that got to do with my greatest resources? Well, but, but let, me, let me tell you this. Your, your greatest success would be, from this Chinese perspective, would be like this is young, this energy. Man, I'm, I'm succeeding. I'm going out here for it. But in order to do that, you've got to have this other side. You've got to have this peace and this calmness and this rest and this place where you recover your energies and, and recover your creativity. Well, even God himself, and, and I tell you, this is going to blow your head up, but even God himself presents what the Chinese would have called yin and yang characteristics in planet Earth. You see, 
the, one of the most common names of God actually it, it has to it a feminine concept. And it's not saying that God is feminine, but it's, but for example, uh, uh, Jehovah is, is a word that has always to do with nurturing, strengthening, strengthening, protecting all of these things that have to do with, with the feminine aspect. And then uh, Elohim, another very common name of God is actually uh, emphasizes the masculine side of the warrior, the fighter, and, and, and you know, this, and the teacher and the instructor. You see, everything, everything in life for it to find wholeness, I don't like to use the word balance because we misunderstood, we misunderstand balance. I'm not saying balance is not a, a, a little bit of bad and a little bit of good, and that's balance. Balance is where all the vital parts are there in, in right proportion. And so, so even God Himself says, I have to bring things to you that cause you to rest, to be anchored. I have to, I have to bring aspects of my nature and my character to you that cause you to recover and cause you to, to, to really reflect and come up with new ideas. But also, I need to bring that type of strength to you that makes you energetic and makes you able to go out and conquer and, and, and face the battles and win the wars. In other words, you can't be who you were created to be if you are not experiencing all these different aspects of God. Well, the real truth is that's the way we are in real life. You know, in the, in, in the English version of the Bible, we have the concept that God took a rib out of Adam and created a woman. And that woman was, was, was basically man's helper. Well, you know, that is absolutely not even what the Bible in English really ultimately presents about man and woman's relationship. But I've, I've got to tell you, in the original language, it's not even close. Because in the original language, it says that, that God took from Adam's side, and the language indicates more like him taking half of Adam from one side. Now, it wasn't physically per se, but certain characteristics of Adam and those characteristics embodied the, the feminine aspect of, of, of God as a nurturer and a, and, and a lover and a comforter and the masculine aspects of God as a fighter and as a warrior and as a miracle worker and as a conqueror. Adam possessed all, all of those aspects, but on some level, and I can't tell you what, nobody can tell you to what degree, but on some level, some of who he was as a whole person was taken from him to create a help meet, not, not a helpmate, not a helper, but, but someone created that would actually be his equal. And I got news for you. Before God, men are not preferential. Before God, men do not have a better standing. Before God, man and woman stand side by side. They stand as one. And that's really the way that it was always supposed to be. Now, when, when sin came into the world, and, and you know, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna really be able to go as far in this as I wanna go, but when sin came into the world, um, Eve went to Adam and said, I want to share the tree of the knowledge of good and evil with you. 
So basically, Eve was saying, I don't want my knowledge of good and evil to come from God. I am not looking to God to help me understand good and evil. I want, I'm going to go to Adam and, and me, Adam and I are going to share this together. Well, so what happens is when they got what they want, and you, some of you have heard me say this before, and I, again, I can't go too far in this because we just get too far off track. But you see, a curse is never when God punishes you for something you've done. That is, that is not at all what a curse is. A curse is when you fulfill your passion to have something, something that you could have with God, but because you don't trust God, you choose to try to have it apart from God, and you actually get it. And the problem is, when you get it apart from God, it's sort of like, it's sort of like, a, instead of a, instead of trying to get energy by being wise, following God's instruction, resting, seeking God, living in peace, you know, dealing with conflict, dealing with sin and guilt, instead of, instead of all that kind of stuff, uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some, I'm gonna take a caffeine pill. Well, the problem is, take a caffeine pill, it's got side effects. That side effects is that you're, you're, you're going to stimulate, overstimulate your adrenal glands. And before long, your, your adrenal glands are going to get fatigued and exhausted. And you're no longer going to have enough adrenaline to keep yourself energetic and moving and having energy. Because you see, anything that's not harmonious with God always has a side effect. Everything that man creates, invents, it doesn't matter if it's medicine, doesn't matter if it's automobiles, anything that man creates to try to have the life that God promised, but to try to have it without God or without respect for God's ways of doing it, always has a destructive side effect. And so the only way that we can really have life to its fullest. I mean, I'm not saying you can't be single and have life to its fullest because I always tell people, you're not even ready to get into a serious relationship until you are whole and content in the Lord, and you can be contented single, or you can be contented married, but you're not where you're marrying because you think, I've got to do that just to be whole emotionally or spiritually. Because we're not talking, I don't, I don't really know how to explain this. We're not talking about getting whole emotionally or spiritually, but we're talking about a wholeness that encompasses a realm of, of life, a way that you're able to perceive life where it's like two people are looking at the same thing and it's not, and they're seeing it differently. And it's not that one is right and that one is wrong. It's that both of them have a needed, valued perspective on what they're seeing. And when you have both of those perspectives, man, you got 2020 vision and you can, you can approach things in a way that you're absolutely going to succeed. And so, what we fail to understand is the most important person in our life, the most important asset. I'm talking to men here, and I'm talking to women who don't have value for themselves. I will tell you something. I get sick to death and heartbroken over women who complain about their husbands uh, maybe being too dominating or something, but yet 
that woman doesn't have the self-worth. That woman doesn't look in the Bible and, and in the face of God and see who she is and realize, you know something, uh, uh, if, if you don't respect me, you're the one with the problem because I know who I am in Jesus and I know you need my perspective. I know you need my input. You know, that's one of the reasons I married Brenda. One of the things I was attracted to in Brenda is that most of my life I dated and got involved with women that would just lay down to whatever I wanted to do. Man, they would just give in. And, uh, and, and you know what? You're just sort of like, why do I even need you if you're going to always agree with me? What do you bring into my life? And, and Brenda was the first woman in my life that would disagree with me, that would stand up to me, that would challenge me. Now, I didn't want her in my face, and she wasn't disrespectful or mean-spirited. But, you know, she would tell me her point of view. And sometimes I was too stupid to listen. But the point is, I learned that she was seeing things that I could not see. She was understanding things from a perspective that, that I, I just couldn't even, couldn't even wrap my head around. And I discovered that really the most important resource in my life was, in fact, my wife. Because God took some part of man that we can't see the world the way we need to see the world if we don't have that perspective. We, we can't see our life as we need to see our life if we don't have that perspective. Well, in most marriages, and in most marriage counseling, you've got to realize, I pastored for over 30 years. And, uh, you know, we had strong family counseling programs. Many of you know that for years, we had a substance abuse program, which meant we had to provide family counseling support. And, and, and when you do substance abuse counseling, people think, well, oh, substance abuse counseling, that's where you bring in the drug addict and you, you counsel them. Let me tell you something. You can never get an addict clean and keep them free if you don't work with the whole family. Because usually somewhere in that family, there's a codependent enabler that enables that drug addict, makes excuses for them, bails them out, gives them money. And, and no matter what you do, as long as that enabler is there, They'll, why should they get free? Why should they change their life if they've always got somebody that's going to pay the bill for them? They've always got somebody who's going to, who's going to, who's going to get them out of trouble. So you'd get in family counsel. And of course, what would start happening is you'd start tapping into the fact that, oh, wait a minute, this child that you got that's a drug addict, this is not the only problem in this family. This, you, we've also got an incredible marriage problem right here. And so what I would discover, whether it was how they were going to deal with their, their drug addicted child, or how they were going to manage their money, what I found was that most husbands and wives were in a constant struggle about who is right, who gets to make the decision. I, I've told this story many times, and and um, sometimes guys get really mad about it, but, but, but I remember a couple that came in. Actually, this happened to more than one couple, but there's always one couple that I remember in fact, more emphatically or more clearly than others. But there was a, there was a couple... And I'm telling you, they had just gotten married, and this woman in this couple, this wife, man, she was entrepreneurial. She had businesses. Everything she touched turned to gold. I mean, she succeeded at everything. She made money at everything. 
And so, you know, she was a new believer, and she married a guy from a Pentecostal background, which is a pretty chauvinistic, legalistic background. And he convinced her that, you know, her submitting to him meant he needed to be in charge of the finances. Well, I knew this guy's background. Man, he could never hold on to money. He could never make a business work. If he got money in his hands, he managed to flitter it away somehow or another. And all it was always, always broke. And so now he marries this woman that is an entrepreneur, that's a money maker, and convinces her that she's supposed to submit and that he should take over the management of the money. Well, guess what? They were broke in about six months and they were divorced about a year later. But in one of the counseling sessions that we had, he, he, it was all about who's right or who's wrong. You know, I'm the man. I'm supposed to make this. I said, well, well, well. I said, first of all, you don't understand anything about what you think you know about submission. But just let me ask you this. Do you think God is so stupid that he would want you to be in charge of the money when all you've ever done is lose money and all she's ever done is make money? Do you think that's how it's supposed to work? Now, some people get mad and say, oh, whoa, wait a minute. Well, let's, let's, let's do, wait a minute. Let's, let's jump into what we think we know versus what we know. You know, when the Bible was translated into English, this was one of the most chauvinistic times in Western culture. And, and, uh, uh, the Bible was translated to reflect chauvinistic and misogynistic values. And we have ways and, and, and I want you to understand, Western religion absolutely demoralized, devalued the roles of women in marriage and in the country. I mean, women couldn't vote. Women couldn't own businesses. Uh, uh, you know, for centuries, women couldn't own property. And so <clears throat> we have the Word of God that tells us one thing about, about uh, how God created man and woman. Then we have the Western church version of how God created woman, you know, for man. And that man was superior and the woman was a helper. She was there to help him. No, that's, that's never been what the Bible taught. But one of the, one of the interesting scriptures that nearly everybody jumps to uh, about the Bible, by the way, let me read this from the Apostle Paul. Listen, I, I, I love this. He, he points out, he says, neither is man independent of woman, nor woman independent of man in the Lord. For as woman came from man, even so man also comes through woman. But all things are from God. That's 1 Corinthians uh, 11, 11. See, in marriage, there's this power struggle like one is more superior than the other. When even if you look at nature, man wouldn't be here without woman, but woman wouldn't be here without man. And so... One of the scriptures that is so twisted and so distorted is the scripture in Ephesians that I'm going to tell you is quoted more than anything else when it comes to marriage, and it's not actually in the Bible. And that is the scripture in Ephesians 5 that says, Wives, submit yourselves to your husband. Did you know that's not even in the Greek language? Well, part of it is. The word submit is not in that verse. Because you see, just a couple of verses prior to that, it says, submit yourselves to one another in the reverence of God. Well, wait a minute. How can two people submit to each other? Because our, our Western idea is that my wife is supposed to submit, and that means totally obey. Well, how can two people totally obey each other? Well, number one, submit doesn't mean totally obey. It means to be yielding. Uh, willing to listen, willing to take that other person's input, willing to willing to bring 
what they, you know, what they see and what they believe into the situation. Value the part that they bring. And actually what, what Ephesians 5 tells you in that verse, actually it says, both of you submit to each other. It says, women unto your husband, you, you, it looks like this and explains what it looks like. But then it says, and husbands, Unto your wives, it looks like this. And it tells you what it would look like if you were actually relating to each other in a way that you respected and valued each other. Now, some of you have heard me talk about this. Man, I got to hurry. We're just about out of time. Uh, and, and I got an important announcement to make. I mean, do not leave before the end of this program. I got an important announcement to make for you. But, uh, uh, when Brenda and I had not been married too long, Man, we were struggling for money. I was, I had health problems. We had legal problems, you know, all this kind of stuff. And we were deep, deep, deep in debt. So I was having to work hard and be creative and entrepreneurial. So there was a business thing that, that I was, that I was looking at. And I went to her and I said, Brenda, I'm really thinking about doing this and I know I can make some money at this and da, 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 da. And, you know, what do you think? And she said, you know, Jim, you can do, you can do what you want to. And she said, I don't really understand what you do in business. I don't really understand your business. She said, but I tell you what, I understand you. And she says, what you'll do if you do this, she said, I know how you are. If you do this, you're going to end up working late every night. You're going to be away from me. You're going to be away from the kids. And you might make money. You might not make money. She said, but, but the truth is, it's going to hurt our family. It's going to hurt your relationship with all of our kids. And even though I don't know anything about your business, I, this is, this is what's going to happen. You know what? The greatest asset in your life, men and women, the re, one of the reasons you're a great asset, whether you do or don't understand your husband's business, you understand him. And you probably know destructive things he's going to do that he can't see from his perspective. But you know what? You can help him stay on track. You can be the resource. Real quick, like I'm not even going to get to go nearly as far in this as I would like to. But you know, the Bible talks about, about in the book of Peter talks about uh, the wife being the weaker vessel. I don't have time to go into all the language about this, but that concept of weaker vessel is not really what is, is presenting. In the original language, this is talking about the, a woman is is like the rigging on a ship. And see, Peter was a fisherman. He understood about boats and ships and rigging. And here's the concept of the rigging. Even though you've got a boat, even though you got a sail, even though you've got even though the wind you got the winds blowing, and you even you've even uh, uh, you know got a way to steer this thing. The point is, if you don't have rigging to hold it all together, it all falls apart. You see, the Bible says that. Your wife is the rigging on the ship that you call your life. And no matter what you may do or may not do, it's going to be hit and miss. You're going to be on and off track if you don't have the rigging to bring all of everything else together and make it possible for you to make the journey that you want to make. So I want to tell you something. Open up to your wife. Wives, you bring your point of view to your husband's. Now listen, I'll tell you something really, really quick. One of the greatest testimonies that we get from people doing heart physics. Top testimony, fell in love with God. Second testimony, I fell in love with my spouse again.
And I'm telling you, it's amazing at the people that fall in love with God because they, they go through a 30 day process of every day connecting with God in their heart. Well, you know, heart physics, it cost me over a million dollars to develop heart physics. And so it's an expensive product. It's a 30 day life renewal pro- product that costs $250. And so many people want to go through it. We've been looking for a way for people to go through heart physics without having to spend that kind of money. We're going to make heart physics available through Impact Unlimited. And we're going to launch it on a specific date. And if you're not involved by that date, you can't get involved because we want everybody going through heart physics at the same pace. And this means you're not going to pay the $250 price tag. You're just going to get it for the, for the monthly subscription fee to Impact Unlimited, which is just pennies a day. And, but here's going to be the great thing. I'm going to get to do what I've never been able to do before. I am going to weekly coach you through heart physics. In other words, besides all that you have in the heart physics program, every week we're going to have a live online connection time with everybody that's going through heart physics. We're going to answer your questions. You don't want to miss, miss this. Go over and register at Impact Unlimited right now or pay attention for updates, but it's coming soon. Thanks for listening to the weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website for previous podcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.